Good deal. So I'm going to ask you guys to do something very, very, very uncomfortable. You ready? So I've already, I've already, so if you need to run to the bathroom, go ahead. So I need to get in groups of five. Just worth around you. You don't have to move. You can move the chairs. But just if you need to move, you need to get up. Just have three or four other people around you. That would be good. And if you're new here, it's okay. I promise. Like some of you are sitting there staring at me like, how dare you make me uncomfortable, Chad? Just step out of that comfort zone. Huddle up now. Okay, make sure you introduce yourself um, by, by saying your name, you know, uh, share your deepest, darkest secret. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. All right. So, so here's what I need you to do. We good? Five-ish works. More than that works. Three, I'm okay with that. So here's... <laughs> All right. Um, here's what I need you to do. In your group, I need you to answer this one question. Um, no, not who's the oldest. This is the, this is the question I need you to answer. Who is the greatest sinner and what's that sin? I'm totally kidding. So here's what I need you to do. <laughs> um, we're trying to break the ice, people. Come on. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write out how you want to be treated. And if the first thing on there is don't ever put me in a group chat, I won't listen to that. <laughs> but I want you to write, I want you to come up with as many things, um, as many ways that you want to be treated as a group. Now here's what I want you to do on the count of the... Y'all got to listen. On the count of three, I need you to appoint a leader in the group. Ready? Hold on, wait. On three, we need to listen to directions, people. One, two, three, point to that person. Okay. Hey, if, if, who's the leader in that group? Stand up. The leader in that group, stand up. Thank you. As, hold on, ready? Wait, wait. As the leader in that group, now pick who you want to be the spokesman. Go. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Be seated. It's called delegation. It's a beautiful thing. All right, you ready? So I, I'm going to give you a few minutes in this. Uh, I want you to answer this question, and I want you to hear this. Ready? Here's the scripture. Galatians 6, 1, 9 to 10 reads this. Brethren, if any, anyone is caught in any trespass, you are a spirit to restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Go down to nine. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, 
and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. I want you to take three, four minutes, and I want you to write down how you want to be treated by other people. All right, go. What he said.
All right, you got five seconds. Anything else? Three, two, one. No, I, I'm in the I'm in the five second realm. You got five seconds to react to my direction. No, I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. Ready? So here's what I need you to do. If if you're the spokesman for your um, for your group, I need you to stand up. And then what I'm going to have you do, I need somebody that has. I need somebody that has sensational spelling and handwriting ability. Who is that? I have many colors here, Corey, in my Paw Patrol bucket. There you go. Rebels. Sweet. No, I, I, you're good. All right, so here's what I want you to do. As, uh, we're going to start over here with Jason, and then we're going to move around to the groups. And as, as your list gets emptied off, if your list gets emptied off, just sit down. Make sense? Any questions? All right, sweet. Ready? Go ahead, Jason. All right. Um, so we want people to uh, listen to us. Supportive. Listen, supportive. Kind. Kind. Respectful. Respectful. Loving. Loving. Helpful. Helpful. Gentle. Gentle. And comforting. Sweet. It's loud. Okay. Yeah, just for the because this is being recorded and I get yelled at when I leave stuff out. I don't get yelled at. I get, I get loved on and encouraged. I get all these things right here. <laughs> In love. All right. Fair, like a human, <laughs> patience slash, slash self-control, mercy, am I writing, am I saying it too fast, grace, Empathy, openness, treated like you want to be treated, so the golden rule. Good deal. Will you pass yours back to Nate, please? Good. 
There you go. Man, is that it, Nate? I'm just kidding. Uh, valued. There you go. Compassion. Not being yelled at. Thank you, Nate. Okay. I think this might be another word for something. Somebody's right here up there. Forgiveness. Yeah. Equality. Speaking the truth in love. Long suffering. Giving us the uh, benefit of the doubt. Concerned. Friendly. Present. Included. Thanks, Josh. All right, encouraged. Gentle. Consistent. Not judged. Lucky. <laughs> and welcomed. Thank you, Chris. Uh, treated with respect. Is that on there? Respectful. Oh, yes, I didn't hear it up there. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, and a good listener. Listening's up there. Well, I thought I we didn't say good listener. Apparently we just I wasn't. Well, I am deaf, so that it's okay. counts for something. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're forgiving. <laughs> uh, not a gossiper. And if you share something with someone, you don't want that shared with everybody else. Is that it? Anybody not get all oh, Jacqueline? Okay, I've been I've been instructed by Elder Meyer to read my list in this manner. Just so you know. I love how you said Elder My Meyer. That was that was nice. Disrespected. Unfairly. Misunderstood. <laughs> Dishonest, um, insincere, <laughs> bad, <laughs> devalued. Boy, uh, did we appoint the wrong elder. I know, right? 
All right, anything else we need to, thanks, John. Um, excuse me, Elder Meyer. Um, anything we need, to, we need to define or anything we need to, thank you. Anything we need to um, add? See why I had Corey do that? Exercise the fruits of the Spirit. They're up there. Okay. What else? Sweet. You're lucky you didn't get my, my, my other one as a teacher. I would have just done this, and you would have to guess what I was writing. What else? Anything? Anything else? Sympathetic. This is why I asked Corey to come up, people. There's no spell check on that board. And we're racing. All right, anything else? Anything needs to be defined? Do we have loving? We've got loving up here. How about this? I, I need help with um, what does it mean long-suffering? No, I'm asking the person that's told me. So basically, the idea is not giving up on. There you go. I love it. Okay. What was the other one I was looking at I needed help with? This for respectful. I have to ask this. Like, what does this mean? Like a human. Trevor. Okay, sweet. All right. Okay. I got it. All right, I got it. Anything, anything on this? If you're new here at Lightpoint, this is not how a typical message goes. So if you're like, holy cow, what's wrong with you? Don't worry, there's a reason for all this. Um, but this isn't how we typically do things. But very important, I'll explain in a minute. Anything we want to, anybody want to take anything off of this? Uh, we didn't even write that up. Um, I'm sorry you had to be the first person um, Anything, so nothing we want to take off there. So can we, someone breathe. Side.
we're okay with that? Okay. All right. Anything else? So can we all agree, Josh, you didn't have to raise your hand. So what do you mean? So you need to give me an example. Right. And I think I think that's the difference between being supportive and being an enabler. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I listened to you, Paula. Yes, that's a great point. And we where's the mic at? Because as you guys talk, you guys can do this. All right. So she said she struggles with the word supportive. And if I get anything wrong, Joyce, tell me. She struggles with the word supportive because um, when you're supportive, you could be supporting a negative thing that's going on in someone's life when you really need to just speak in truth and speak in God's word and speak in honesty and be bold. And sometimes in order to do these things, you can't be supportive to the action if someone's, um, whether they're sinning or being disobedient or whether it's a, you know, whether it could be drugs or whatever, you don't want to support that action and you need to respond in love and truth, and um, so I struggle with the supportive word. Okay. Rating it to be in enabling. Yeah. There's a difference. When when it's the behavior we're supporting, you become an enabler. Right. So and it's the person, and and I hear what you're saying because a lot of times we get this mixed up. Ready? We want to support the person, but what we do is we support their behavior too. And we allow it to continue as opposed to we love the sinner, hate the sin. And there's a piece there that we have to get to where we can support them as they walk through it because the bottom line is when I'm walking through some of the hard times in my own stuff, I need people there to walk with me, and that's what this church is about. I need them to support me as I walk through it. I don't need them to condone my behavior. I need people that are going to say, dude, you got to stop treating your wife this way. You need to get your tail home at a reasonable hour. That, that's what I need, right? Um, or you need to stop yelling at the kids on the basketball court and starting. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, all right, so here we go. Any questions, right? Are we good? Any last minute things you want to do? You guys can turn your chairs around. You can stay right where you're at, however you want to do it. So... I'll give you a couple minutes to do that. Here, here's my next question for you. 
If we had a church that treated everybody that walked through the door like this, would you want to be a part of it? Can we agree that this is how, as a church body, as a church family, we want to treat one another? Is that fair? Okay. Anybody opposed, you can write it on your prayer card and let me know, and we will pray for your soul. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so the reason why I did this, one of the key components to our church, and as we've been talking about our calling and we've been talking about our values and what drives us. And as we've been talking about our vision last week, and you can look over there, our values that, um, that some wonderful ladies help us, uh, how do I want to say it, condense 17 words into five, and they did an awesome job. And thank you, Melissa, for being a part of that um, and helping with that. And then we came to our vision, and you can see that, and, and if not, yeah, there's a bookmark outside that you can grab that has all these on it so you can come back to it and remember it and kind of have that there for you. We get to this very important part because, and the reason why we're at this point today, and, and usually this is a one sermon, and, and I said I'm going to break it up into two because this is how important this piece is to our church. Like this is how important it is to me as your pastor. When we look over here, at this, our values. We, we stand on God's truth. We trust this Holy Spirit's leading. We develop and grow into the character of Jesus. We love God deeply and we love each other deeply. This is where this peace comes into play. I believe a lot of us have no idea what it means to truly love one another. I believe we're raised in homes or we come out of churches or we come out of dysfunctional places or we come out of toxic places where we have no idea what it truly means to love one another. And just like Josh says, if his idea of loving somebody is to treat them as I want to be treated, Josh likes energy. If he calls you at 5 or 10 o'clock at night and he's on his way home, he wants you to be energetic, not a bump on a, on a couch. He's got to have some energy. And at 10 o'clock at night, I want to sleep. I don't want to talk on FaceTime. So I, I, a lot of times, and, and thank goodness Josh is one that loves me regardless of how I answer the phone. But in all of this, I think we, we just need help as human beings on how to treat one another. Because if we're honest with ourselves, can we really say this is how we treat each other? And yet, in our hearts, the way God designed us, that if we come down to it, we broke these things down, we could point to the fruit of the Spirit, and it flows out of this, but it gives some definition to that. That's how God designed us on how we want to be treated, yet we live in homes and we live in relationships where this is not how we treat each other. We're more likely to tear somebody's head off because they looked at us wrong or because they didn't respond to us the right way or they didn't respond to us in a timely manner. We're willing to tear somebody's head off because they cut us off in traffic or because, better yet, when we walked into church on Sunday, they were busy doing something. They didn't acknowledge my existence. They didn't value me. And so the way I respond is I'm going to let everyone know what a terrible guy or person that is because they didn't value me the way I wanted to be valued. And I'm not condoning that behavior, and I'm not saying that's okay, but I, what I am saying is that there's a piece of this. I don't know. I would say we struggle here as human beings if we're completely honest with each other. 
I would say that we struggle here as human beings. And so as a church, we want to be able to take us as a body, a a faithful followers of Jesus, disciple makers, and we want to say this is how we're going to treat one another. And in our, in our very existence of our body, one of the very first things we did as a team is we came up with the social covenant. Y'all remember this? Remember this, Dale? Yeah, we came up with this social covenant. And we said, this is how we're going to treat each other. And I can promise you this. Every one of these words we threw out on a board because it's consistent with how people want to be treated. And so we have this thing, this document in place that I ask people if they want to be a part of LightPoint to sign it that says, you know what, this is how I agree to treat those that I am walking with, that I'm doing life with. And then we'll walk through what that piece means and we'll get to that point. But this piece here is what drives on and helps us know what does it mean to love one another. And let's dive into scripture and we'll unpack some things. Let's go. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9-11 reads this. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whatever we are, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with Him. Ready? Therefore, tear each other down. I'm glad y'all are paying attention. Therefore, encourage one another and do what? just as you are also doing. Does this build up or tear down? When we treat people this way, are we building them up or tearing them down? We've got to be builders. We've got to be people that are willing to build people up and not tear them down. We live in a world where people are all too quick to tear down. All too quick. I mean, I was in a basketball game on, on, on Friday night coaching... Um, helping Chad coach our, our, our girls' fourth-grade team. And, and I saw this, and it was interesting. I saw this take place, and now you guys know this. I, I, I like to get loud, and I'm very, I've shared this in complete honesty, I'm very passionate when on the basketball court. And I'm very encouraging, too. I don't tear our girls down. I don't, that's not what it's about. But I sat there, and my heart broke for some of these girls on the other team as I watched a coach and listened to a coach just rip them up and down. And it, and it made me think, are the words that are coming out of my mouth towards those girls and towards, towards people that I'm doing life with, towards the people that I'm walking with, towards the people I'm discipling, towards the people in my own home, Am I lifting them up, am I building them up, or am I tearing them down with my words? And so I come back to this. Am I doing these things in my own life? And then as a church family, as a church body, are we doing these things with each other? Because Scripture clearly says this. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you are also would this build you up if you were treated this way? And we'll pursue this and we'll go after it. We need to be about building each other up. Here's the second thing. Second thing is this. It's Matthew 18, 15 to 20. Let's do this. Does anybody know what the word gossip means? 
word gossip. What does it mean to gossip? Okay. Without permission. Mark, what's gossip mean? Y'all hear that? Saying something to someone about someone that's not a a part of the problem or the solution. Saying something to someone or about someone that is not a part of the problem or the solution. Now, how many times do we do this? You ready? Do I have any group leaders in here? You're, you're my wife. Can I use you, please? Thank you, sweetie. You're awesome. Hey, I know you're the pastor's wife, and I need to share this about you. Your husband is driving me nuts. He gets up, and he cannot finish a sentence or a thought when he preaches, and it drives me crazy. Can you fix that for me? No. You're not his wife. We go to people with problems that we have, and we go to people and we start sharing, and here's what happens. We go to leaders with this stuff. What happens is we find a group leader or somebody that we think we can pour into, and what happens with that group? Guys, this has happened to me for years and years and years. Because I was a leader in a church or a minister in a church, or even today it happens, They come to me and they want to take, ready? They want to take their problem they have with somebody else and they want to dump it on me or a leader and they want me to fix it. Guess what? I'm not a part of the problem and I'm not a part of the solution. Do you know who is part of the problem and a part of the solution? The person who's got the issue and the person that offended them. Do we understand what gossip is? we get that do you know how much energy is wasted on gossiping do you know what gossiping leads to if i go to julie and i dump all my crud on on the pastor's wife and she starts building up this thing with a b what is it called bitterness and resentfulness And what happens is, is the one we start dumping on starts getting bitter. And you know what? Because the problem or the solution isn't solved, guess what happens in my own heart? I get bitter because you're not fixing my problem like you should be. And so this bitterness rises up, righty? And not only does it impact the way I relate to the person that I love, but it starts impacting the way I relate to everybody. And so this gossip piece wastes so much time and energy. And so I love the fact that one of the first things you guys said, or not one of the first things, one of the things you said, and I believe it came from over here. No gossip, where to go? Thank you. Confidential. But we won't be people who gossip. And so here's where this next piece comes from. Matthew 18, 15 to 20 reads this. If you brother sins, if your brother sins, go and show him his fault in what? 
In other words, don't point it out in front of five people. Thank you, Dale. But if he, and, and so in private, if he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact may be confirmed. Now, let me be very clear on this. That does not mean I build my case with about three people, and I build my allies with me, right? And I get my group together, and I come in, and I'm, I'm walking out scripture, and I got my crew with me, and I'm about to lay into you because you offended me. You're going to bring two or three other people who love those individuals and care about them, and you're bringing them into the room to help air out an issue, to solve a problem. You want to know how, here's how you know if you're building a case or building an alliance, ready? If you feel the need to voice your opinion or build your case before you ever walk in the room with that person that's offended you. When you start doing that and you start justifying how you feel and justifying your case, you are automatically attempting to build this alliance with this person so they'll be on their side. So what happens is this, is not only this, is say, you know what, if someone's offended you, let them bring someone into the room too. And you walk through this. Guys, this is not me saying this. This is Jesus himself saying this on how we deal with things. And he goes on to this. He says, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall have been lost in heaven. Again, I say to you that if, if two of you agree on earth about anything that they, may, that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Listen, what we do here in walking this relationship piece out and how we handle conflict and how we deal with disagreement and how we deal with hurt and how we deal with people who have offended, what we do here has implications in heaven. And, and, and it gets, it's, this is where it starts. If I can't get this relationship right, if I can't start to take steps and moving and, and having honest conversations and, and dealing with things on my, it has implications in heaven, right? If I walk around wounded and hurt all the time and, and what, that creates bitterness in my life, guess what that does with all my relationships? It impacts them. And if we as a church cannot learn to treat each other well, and live this stuff out, how in the world can we be a unified church that shines the light of Jesus into a dark and hurting world? Nobody wants to be a part of it. And so we'll be a church that goes and we confront in love. Let me be very clear. We confront in love. We go in loving that person and forgiving them even before we say a single word. We go in showing grace and compassion even before we sit down. We don't let it fester. We don't let it just drag on. See, let's be completely honest, transparent. How many of you guys like confrontation? Raise your hand. Thank you, Jason. 
See, my dad over here is not raising his hand, but um, I don't believe him right now. Um, <laughs> but majority of us, we did not want to raise our, we don't like confrontation. And it's very uncomfortable for us, isn't it? And when we live this out, Cindy, is it difficult? At times, right? It's difficult. It's not easy. Guys, what I'm asking you to do is nothing that I don't require of our staff and what I require of our elders and leaders at this church. And more importantly, what I require of myself. We confront in love. And we confront with the need that we're not going to gossip because if I hold on to it for too long, I become bitter. And then I want to go and tell everyone else about the problem who's not a part of the problem or the solution. And this gossip thing starts taking on. And next thing you know, I've got my alliance with me because I've told everyone my story. And they're on my side because they're my friends. And they go after the person. They start becoming bitter to the person. And then all of a sudden, the thing that we go after the most here is what? Unity. And that unity starts to divide. And we can't have it. One of the things Jesus prayed for was unity. The last prayers you go read and he said, may they be one as we are one. That's the peace that he wants. And so we ask this question. Am I willing to confront and love and not gossip? Because as a follower of Jesus, I have to be able to walk Matthew 18 out. Romans 1, 28 to 20, uh, 32 reads this. And as just as they did not see fit, uh, fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind. Y'all see today's world right now? We live in a world where God is no longer acknowledged in things. And people's minds are being depraved day in and day out. And God's just letting it happen. It's not his choice. Their people are refusing to acknowledge God. And here's what people are replacing God with nowadays. You ready? We are placing, replacing God with the God of our feelings. Think about it. Our feelings are more of a God to us nowadays and in this world. And we hold those feelings up because you can't, you can't offend me. If you offend me, you're wrong. You've hurt my feelings. You're hurting my God. And we lift those up and, we be, and this is where it's leading to. You ready? To do those things which are not, what's that word? Proper. Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. So it's even not the ones that are living it out. It's those, that we give, those of us that give approval to the behavior. That are not willing to confront. That are not willing to speak truth. That are not willing to stand up. 
that are not willing to offend. And so there's this piece of us, ready? I want to be a church that treats every individual that walks through the door and every individual I, I come across with, I want to be able to treat them like this and love them deeply. Because I want to be a church that shines the light of Jesus into a dark and hurting world. And when I do that, guess what happens? It gives me an avenue to speak truth. It gives me an avenue to love them more, but it also gives me an avenue to speak the truth of God's word to them. Not my truth. Not my feelings. But God's truth. One of my favorite passages of all times, and I'll close this out with this today, guys. One of my favorite passages of all times, and this is one that I have held on to from the very beginning of White Point Church. It's this. John 13, 34 to 35 reads this. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Ready? By this. All men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. When people look at Light Point Church and look at our lives, will they say there's a disciple of Christ? If our church ends up like any, like every other struggling church I've ever been in, what will we have accomplished? I'll fight for the rest of my days for our values and our vision and our mission and I'll fight for the rest of my days as your pastor to make sure we love each other deeply and that we treat each other right. That's what he's called us to. That's the calling he has on Light Point Church and you're welcome to join us. Let's pray. Father God, we love you and praise you. We thank you for today. Thank you for the calling you have on our lives. Thank you for the direction and the the guidance that you give us day in and day out to walk with you on how to treat one another, how to love one another, Lord, how to talk to one another. And I pray, my prayer, Lord, today is that, Lord, we would be a church that learns to walk out what you have called us to do. That it's not about us and about what we want. It's not about my feelings, but it's about honoring a God that loves me. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would be with us, that you would watch over us. Lord, I pray that you, that you would guide each step. Lord, you're an amazing God who loves your people, who loves your children, loves your creation. And I pray, Father, that there would be breakthrough in depraved minds, that your truth, that your light would shine brightly. And that people would turn towards you, that we would turn towards you. Lord, that we would be a church that builds each other up. And Lord, that we're a church that confronts and love. And because we love, and because we are loved by you. God, we love you and praise you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.